Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Bobby Byrne, CIO at Edward Elmhurst Health. In this segment, Byrne discusses her strategy for thriving as a community hospital in Chicago's extremely competitive environment, how her team is applying lessons learned from previous EPIC rollouts to the final go-live, and why getting everyone to think EPIC first can be both beneficial and harmful. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at Improvada.com. Hi, Bobby. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us today. Oh, good morning. Happy to talk to you. Great. So if you could just start off by giving um, an overview of Edward Elmhurst Health, um, which you have in terms of hospitals, uh, ambulatory care, things like that, and where you're located. Sure. So uh, Edward Elmhurst Health is a system that, not surprising from the name, was put together from a merger of Edward Health and Elmhurst Health. And um, we did a merger about three years ago where the two Edward hospitals combined with um, the one Elmhurst Memorial Hospital, so now we have three hospitals, probably about 60 or more uh, ambulatory locations and a, a pretty large medical staff as well as large um, employed and affiliated physician base. We're uh, located in DuPage County, which is outside of Chicago. Um, and we have a little bit of a unique situation in our area that uh, there is an independent multi-specialty group called DuPage Medical Group, which actually is now at about 600 physicians, so really a very good size uh, medical group. And we work very collaboratively with them, including sharing an instance of EPIC with them. So our, um, our environment is in some ways a very typical community hospital, but we have some kind of unique, unique situations as well. Okay. And then being located uh, outside of Chicago, I'm sure that, that you're in a pretty uh, competitive environment as far as some of the health systems and hospitals. We're in an extremely competitive environment, which is wonderful to be a patient because I think you have, we have just wonderful competitors around us who give excellent care, who keep us on our toes as well, and, and you really can't go wrong with, with many of the health systems in Chicago, certainly if, if you are um, trying to receive care. We are also challenged in that we have uh, many health systems, really only one, one dominant commercial payer in Blue Cross, um, which also creates sort of interesting uh, dynamics in the Chicago market. The, the other thing that's happened is mergers, of course, I think all over the country, but are certainly here in Chicago as well, have really been um, ramping up and it's sort of been an active conversation for, it seems like every health system is talking to every other health system at some point. Yeah. Okay. And when you talked about there being one, one dominant payer, um, w what does that really mean from, from your perspective? Uh, like, what are the biggest uh, kind of concerns with that? Well, I think that the issues are we are trying to be very creative in different mechanisms of delivering care and negotiating contracts and, and trying to really embrace the being paid for value instead of 
volume. And we certainly are able to do that. But if we do, it, if we do those kinds of demonstration projects with a, you know, a mo more minor payer, it's just a much smaller impact. Um, so really what, is, what happens is that we are very often looking to Blue Cross to, to see what sorts of innovative programs they are interested in doing with us. And we have done several with them, but it, it really ends up being that it's sort of our one go-to on the payer for, for, um, for payment innovation. Okay. And a lot of um, merger activities which is which is really typical of what we're seeing across the country, but then um, it seems like more so in certain areas like uh, like Chicago, where like, as we said, there is such a high concentration of uh, health organizations. There's one merger that's here that I think the in our market that I think nationally has be is being watched because the FTC is uh, has been challenging it, and that is the North Shore Health System merger with Advocate Healthcare, and it's sort of getting kicked back and forth in the courts right now. And it is very similar to another case in Pennsylvania. So there's, right. there's just a lot of eyes on the Pennsylvania case and on the, the Chicago case to see how much the FTC is going to allow in consolidation and in mergers. So it's, an interesting, it's interesting to read the papers. Yeah, definitely. W without even getting into something like that, are you involved in any kind of like partnerships at this point? I think probably the most important partnership that, uh, that we have is with uh, DuPage Medical Group. I mean, I mentioned that we share an instance of Epic, which is, yeah. for anybody who understands Epic knows that sharing Epic is a major partnership commitment. Yeah. But we also work on other vendors. We have a, a couple of other vendors that we work on with them, um, mostly ones that are tied to Epic. We also you know, help each other out with... Um, staff, if they have a big go live, we try and help. They try and help us with our uh, b big go lives. It's been a very fruitful partnership. I mean, this almost would take a long time to list all the different ways that we work together. Um, yeah. They actually provide our professional billing services through their administrative arm. So there's just a, a ton of different things that we do with them. Uh, and then the interesting thing is we also compete with them. So they also have some certain ancillary services that we have at the hospital, so we compete on that. Uh, right now, of course, everybody is trying to hire as many physicians as they can, so we, we tend to compete with them on that. So it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. And we, you know, we call it like collaboration or <laughs> these other kinds of made-up names to talk right. about how we cooperate and we and we compete. Okay, I, I can see why it is the most important partnership, just as far as um, where things are headed right now with this climate and, and really needing to be to be in that position with with a big medical group. Absolutely, I mean Edward has been um, traditionally a. a a very physician-friendly organization. It's been, when our CEO started over 20 years ago, she really started with this concept of physician partnerships. And so um, we have the, a DuPage, this partnership with DuPage Medical. We have a close relationship with another large cardiology group called Midwest Heart. So there's, there's sort of a long history of working with physicians. I think we now have five joint ventures with in surgery centers. So it's, it's just something that's really part of the DNA of the organization to work with physicians um, in this way. Okay. All right. And you mentioned that, that the hospitals are on EPIC, and 
all three of them are at this point? So, no, we have um, uh, Edward Hospital, which is an acute care hospital, Linden Oaks, which is a behavioral health hospital. Those have been on Epic now for over over three years, and all of our physicians are on EPIC as well. But Elmhurst Hospital is moving to EPIC October 1st. So that's, okay. that really is going to be the last, um, really completes the puzzle of getting the whole system onto EPIC. So it's, you know, it's pretty exciting. It's, it's, yeah. it's really nice to be able to use everything we learned when we rolled out the first time, the things we did right and the things we did wrong, and then try and just do everything right with the, with the follow-up hospital. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was going to ask you about that. Having, this, um, having it happened you know, while, while you were there, while you were part of the system, to have the, the first hospitals go on EPIC, um, is there anything that, that stands out in particular that, that you do plan to do differently with this rollout? Well, there, there's quite a few things that we will be doing differently that relate to just the different cultures of the organization. So the whole way that patient movement works um, on our Elmhurst campus is very different than the way that patient movement worked on the Edward campus. So we knew going into this implementation that we really had to take EPIC's tools and push them as absolutely far as we could in order to meet the, the patient movement um, processes that had previously existed at Elmhurst. Elmhurst built a, fi a brand new hospital five years ago and really was very, very innovative in the way that they wanted to track and move patients and be very, very efficient in the way that the, the patients tracked through the day. Um, you know, some things like, like every, every activity is um, scheduled for a patient all, all day long. So if if it's therapies, they're scheduled. If it's an MRI, it's scheduled. If it's certainly lunch is very scheduled. There's a scheduled rest time for the floor where the whole floor is quiet. So there's some of those things that were uh, really, really patient-friendly that we wanted to make sure that we kept and that previously Elmhurst had used a niche vendor for that, and we were really trying to keep everything in Epic um, if yeah. we possibly could. And so I'm really excited to see how this is going to work. I, I think the Epic tools with a lot of configuration and a lot of, um, a lot of you know, real thoughtful processes are, are going to make a difference. Uh, the other things that we tried out the first time that, that worked really well, so um, I'm, I think maybe because I'm a physician, I'm very, very passionate about physician training. So we initially had uh, on the Edward campus 17 different specialty-specific curriculums. We do all specialty-specific training. The way that we do our, you know, personalization lab or optimization, you know, the sort of that one-on-one -on -one training is, um, is very time-consuming, but I think is, is really worth it. The way that we support clinicians, so we have a, you know, 24-7, 365, you know, team that will immediately come to the elbow of a clinician who needs assistance. So there's some things around that that I, I thought we did well on the Edward campus, and I wanted to just enhance and maybe even double down a little bit on the Elmhurst implementation. Right. It, it definitely honestly, I will say probably the biggest piece is we now have a really experienced team, and the first time we did this, we didn't know what we didn't know. So right. we sort of were fumbling a little bit in the dark with two hands out in front of us and you know now and and now after being live on epic for you know over 3 years you you've made a lot of mistakes we've you know we've already corrected some of them and and so it's just it just feels more confident you just you just feel much more secure that when you're making a decision you're making it with full and good information and it's the best one you can make right 
Right, and, and the, the emphasis on training is, is something that really makes a lot of sense. I mean, what we hear a lot of the times is that's something that people wish they would have done differently, is either provi- provide training uh, either more or just um, more specialized training, like you said, and, and even that the, the elbow support is something that I think uh, a lot of people emphasize as, as being something that they would do if they had to do it again. And I think the problem is, is it's expensive. I mean, and that's yeah. where you have to really believe in it and prioritize it. And I'm saying I'll cut something else from this in order to, in order to make this work. I mean, it's much, it's much more efficient to put, you know, 12 physicians in a classroom and train 12 physicians than it is to put, you know, four cardiovascular surgeons in a classroom together and train them just on the, you know, on the things that they need to know. But I, it's, I'm a pediatrician. I need very different things than my friend the cardiologist does from the system. So don't teach me his things, and he should not learn my things. Right. It, it, just, it just really makes sense. But you just have to kind of prioritize it and say, yes, this is going to be more expensive training, but we're going to do it. Yeah. Maybe more, more money up front, but uh, saving on having to go, exactly. go back in retro. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay, so obviously that, that's a huge focus with that coming in October. And then um, for the hospitals where, where Epic is already in, is it just something where the, the focus is on just really trying to always get more out of the system and you know, optimize, things like that? So when, I, when we first um, implemented Epic, I, people would say, you know, what's success? And we had all sorts of KPIs and all sorts of metrics that we followed. But I said, you know, my personal definition of success is after we're implemented, if, if uh, operations or anybody in the organization has a problem, I want their first question to be, is there a way that Epic can help us solve this problem? Whether it's a workflow issue or efficiency or revenue or patient safety, it doesn't matter. I, and sometimes Epic is not the solution, right, of course, but I want right. people to always be thinking Epic first. And, uh, and, and I think that I almost – push that too hard because now it's the demand for enhancements and workflow changes and um, ability to use Epic to solve problems has absolutely outstripped our capacity in order to implement those enhancements. So we really have to, um, especially once we get Elmhurst Hospital Live, we really have to not only start knocking away at some of that um, backload of, of, of enhancement requests, but really start to get a little bit better in our prioritization of, of how we do them. We just have too many. Right. That brings up an interesting point when um, you're talking about uh, expectations and, and how, how those can be managed. Because on one hand, I'm sure that you're really glad to see people really wanting to use this technology, but then on the other hand, uh, you, you do have to deal with, with uh, the expectations that are kind of beyond what, what can be done at this time and any kind of thoughts on, on how you can uh, weave through that? So I think we've done what, you know, what other organizations have done and, and you know, pulled together cross-functional teams of individuals who represent different parts of the organization, have different perspectives and values, and um, – and try and you know kind of get that key group together to prioritize. I think it works okay. I don't think it works great. And I think one of the biggest challenges we have is saying things like, well, this might be the clinical team's number one priority. This might be the revenue cycle team's number one priority. You know, which is the number one of those two priorities? And so we end up making you know kind of judgments that 
that I, I don't I don't know that they always, uh, you know, feel great on either side. Um, and in reality, the number one priority is always going to get done. Whoever, you know, yeah. regardless of the team that's requesting it, that's not a problem. It sort of is the number four, five, and six priorities. You know, how, how do these happen and which one, which one gets uh, prioritized higher? You know, we're looking at doing things like setting some set percentages, like each team gets a set percentage of, uh, of enhancements, and then you know, trying to juggle at that, at that stage. I actually haven't talked to another CIO who has the system nailed. Um, and I think it, for us, it's about to get more complex because we now are going to have another acute care hospital on the system. So now we have to balance the demands of, different, um, of the different acute care hospitals. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.